0: Welcome to the CEO Life Insights Podcast. Join us to uncover firsthand stories and insights from top executives, entrepreneurs, and disruptors. Gain unparalleled access to the pivotal moments that have sculpted their personal and professional success.
1: Steve, what's going on, man?
0: Hey, Josh, how you doing?
1: Good. Welcome to CEO Life. We're so glad you're here. And I mean, I've just really enjoyed the last few minutes getting to know you and your story. Um, Let me just start off by saying what I love about your story is you're a a man that understands entrepreneurship, change in industry, reinventing yourself. And I think so often people never reach their potential because they never reinvent themselves. And your story, you're not going on your third reinvention. Uh, And so tell us a little bit about kind of your, you know, you were a, a financial planner for a while. You went into some other industries. Give us the quick story of how you've reinvented yourself. And I wanna talk a little bit about the power and importance of reinventing ourselves in leadership and and entrepreneurship.
0: Sure, no, I appreciate that, Josh. And thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, in a previous life, I spent uh, 28 years as a financial advisor. And I I really loved helping people in that that Mm. environment. But every time the market would decline, every attorney in town is putting ads on the Mm. radio or TV going, hey, did your broker lose your money? You know, they got insurance, get it back. And I watched good guys that did the right Mm. thing get sued for the wrong reasons. And I, I've never been sued. I I just feared that. And it was just always over my, you know, over my shoulder, you know, that it was a concern. And I had an opportunity in 2011 to kind of change into a career I always wanted to get into, which was real estate. Mm. And a friend of mine told me about a company that was opening up nearby and he set me up with with a number to get an interview and i didn't know really what it was about mm-hmm. but it turns out it was a lot of my bigger clients my pension client plan clients excuse me um these corporate investors that were buying real estate directly from the fdic when the market crashed in 08 that 09 time period yeah yeah and this new investment opportunity came up where the fdic said you know we don't want prettier foreclosures in the market so you can't just buy them make them nice and put them back right around. They wanted them cleaned up. So they made a deal to rent these out for five years and then have the opportunity to sell them with a tax break on top of it. Interesting. That rental income turned out to be a good investment model, especially in a low interest rate environment, which we've yep. also experienced recently, right? So we were producing six and a half, seven 7% return for those investors. Right. Um, it, was, it was great, but I, I went for the interview and the only thing I knew about the guy is his son and my son were on the same Pop Warner team. Uh-huh. And we'd never seen each other because we were both working too much. So I broke the ice with that conversation, and he just cut right to the chase and said, "You know, I need contractors. I need them now. How many jobs can you handle?" And I was I was kind of surprised. I said, "You know, just give me one. Just give me. Yeah, yeah, start. yeah. Let me show you what I can do. And uh, you know, we'll go from there." And I and I got home after giving him my W nine in my email, and he actually gave me four complete renovation jobs wow. to do.
1: Wow.
0: Um, and I remember taking the very first one, which was in my neighborhood, $17,000 job. And I, I I didn't know anybody. I right. didn't screwdriver. And if I did, my wife would tell me to put it down because I didn't know what to do. It, yeah, exactly. Like me, uh, I got a Brookstone uh, uh, tool
1: set. Yes. Like, what's your tool? Style? I got it at Brookstone, man. Like my, my screwdriver is about the size of a pencil. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, you know, I went to Home Depot not knowing anything. And I was like, well, I got to find someone wow. to do this job. I got to start. They already gave it to me. I got a timeline of a few weeks to do it. And um, I started talking to people in Home Depot that were buying paint, buying tile. And I was like, hey, do you do that for a living? I've got this job. And I annoyed enough people, I guess, in the store that Home Depot threw me out. It's amazing. And I didn't have a contractor, so I kept working on it. And I actually started to walk in the parking lot and calling all the phone numbers that were on the side of trucks. And there was one van wow, minivan see. there that said Robert's painting and a phone number. That's all it said. It was as basic as you could wow. get. And I joked to this day with the guy that I called on that number because he was inside of Home Depot with his wife and his kids. And she was complaining at that moment that that stupid looking sign on her van is driving her crazy. And the phone How rang funny is in that? the parking lot. Yeah. So it was kind of funny, but uh, he came from Panama. He had one month's rent in his pocket. He came out with his wife and kids and looked at the job within three seconds, four seconds. He's like, I'll take it. It's like, "What? Well, you didn't even read the whole thing. He goes, he's like, I need, I need it. I'll take it. I don't yeah. care what it is. We'll figure it out. I'll take it. And uh, that was actually the beginning of two careers, um, mine and his, because That's amazing. he changed his life. He's actually doing better than I am right now. So it's great <laughs> to lift somebody up to a point where they, yeah. what you can give them and have them grow even further. Um, and he's still a great friend of mine to this day so since cool. 2012. I mean, so that's awesome. that was really, you know, an awesome thing to do. But, um, you know, I took a company that I had nothing, no idea what to do. Like I had no idea what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. And I grew it from that. First year, we did uh, just under $400,000 in revenue to last year, 2022, 20, uh, we did $8.6 so, you? What did you
1: learn from scaling a company from at that pace, at that rate? What are some of the aha moments or some of those moments you look back and go, man, that was a big moment in my leadership yeah. development, my my understanding of scaling businesses. What was something that yeah. you learned during that time?
0: Well, There's probably one phone call that sticks out. Mm. Um, It was 2017 that I had decided to branch out from Clearwater, Florida to Atlanta because my Mm. client said, we've got so much work in Atlanta. We just don't know how to how to attack this. And we need you to replicate what you're doing up here. And they did. They were trying to get guys to do 400 plus houses a month. And um, I took that market off. Mm. I, I decided that was something i was going to do i was going to take on a monster and i created a machine that i didn't know i was doing Mm -hmm. i was working i'd work all day mondays tuesdays i would leave at 5 a.m to the airport fly Mm -hmm. to atlanta and i would work till probably 11 12 o'clock every night i come back midnight thursdays and then follow up on friday and saturday with you know all the issues that just came up new jobs coming in sure closed um but I was working so hard, I didn't know how I was doing, and it was so small in my business that I actually had my my mom doing my bookkeeping and my payroll. Wow! Wow! And mom would just call me on a Friday and say, "Hey, these jobs paid." I'm like, "Just pay the guys that what they what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, keep going." And it was just short calls with my mom, and she just wow. ran the back office stuff. But one one night, um, I had called her because I was concerned. I didn't take a paycheck the whole year. Wow! And I called my mom. I said, mom, I'm killing myself. Am I making any money? I said, I don't know if I'm going broke or if I'm making money. She she started laughing. She goes, you made $375,000 so far. And it's only September. Wow. I was wow. like, wow. I said, okay, I'm on the right track. Thanks. Click. Go into the next one. You know? And I just was like, I had no idea. Um, well, there's, a,
1: there's a power in focus, you know, and there's a power in when you see the opportunity and saying, I'm just going to keep charging towards that opportunity. Yep. Uh, reinvesting in the business, reinvesting in the machine, because ultimately, I mean, I've scaled multiple software companies and it really is until you can get it like a machine Mm -hmm. that is processing and working, uh, you're always going to be, you don't want to be the machine, you want to build a machine. And those are very different things.
0: Yes. And that, that was my moment where I was like, I'm doing something right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I kept doing it. It got to the point where I had to start hiring employees. Mm. That was my first run with hiring employees. Mm-hmm. Um, got very, very lucky. The people that I did hire, I don't have turnover. Even my contractors, I don't have turnover. I pay them very, very well. Yep. Um, I do what most contractors don't do. I show them the original contract I get from my clients. Mm-hmm. And I show them the percentage that I would take for the service that I provided. And they know straight up what everybody's getting. Because okay. I believe strongly that everybody deserves a fair buck. That's uh, that includes the roofer or the person sweeping out the garage when the job yep. is done. They yep. all get paid a fair dollar for their for their role because if you don't, somebody's gonna start complaining and then a cancer spreads, and that sure. spreads to that's, that's a good, good employee. Point. And it just it doesn't work. Everybody has to be treated fairly with respect. And they don't get that usually in construction, which I didn't know until I started doing it and finding out how people were really treated. Um so I think I had a, a good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. I just had to focus on it, hire people that could replace some of the things I was yep. doing. Yep. And the bank account was the big thing. Taking it having mom do it is one thing. <laughs> having somebody hire, manage sure. your entire bank account and have access to that. That did honestly take me probably three, four months to get sure. comfortable with that. Sure, sure. So, no, I mean
1: trust is a tough thing, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this out. Uh part of reinventing yourself is learning something new, but also taking what you've learned into a new industry. And I think that's the power of of reinvention is you can say, hey, I learned all these things here. I'm going to bring it into this new thing. However, I still got to learn a ton of stuff. But you're really, at that point, you're starting to get compounding interest or compounding gains where you're saying, I'm not starting over. And I think that's important to remember when you're in... Um, when you're reinventing or you're doing this, it's like, you're not starting over. You're bringing everything you've learned into this to, to, you know, add on it. Hey, listen, our last few minutes, yeah. you're reinventing yourself again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, tell us a little bit about that reinvention. And then I'm going to kind of package up our, our talk here. Sure. Today.
0: Sure. I'll keep it kind of brief there, Josh. Um, the new venture is because of this market. The real estate market has kind of shrunk. Up. Mm-hmm. There's no inventory out there at, at any level let alone what my clients normally buy at. Sure, They're they're looking for that three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, no pool. That's a great rental property. There's none of it out there anymore. They've bought it all and then nobody's selling what's left. (laughs) So, um, and we all know where real estate has been going, right? So it's tough at any level. Um, Seeing that writing on the wall, I wanted to get into something where I could help people again, myself, my family, my friends, um, still survive in the new economy. Yeah, you know, a a friend of mine of 30 years had introduced me to a former partner of his that got together with a young uh, Amazon influencer. And these guys put together a business called Stable Storefronts that I've Mm -hmm. partnered with. And it's an opportunity for you to start a business with Amazon, who has probably the best platform in the world. Um, Everybody knows it. Everybody wishes they had it. And you can so uh, we started these Amazon stores. My wife and I actually bought two of them. Wow! And you know, we don't have to design a website. Amazon's already d- done that. We don't have right. to go market to find clients. Amazon's already done that. Uh, you don't need storefront. You don't need employees. You don't need rent. You, know, you don't have utility bills. It's a great way to partner with a company with the backing and infrastructure of Amazon, yep. which I think is only going to grow. I mean, Amazon now does 42% of all e-commerce sales in the United States. Um, the next oh, nearest wow. competitor is Walmart, and Walmart only does four percent. So that's the gap between first place and second place.
1: That is crazy. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you know it's a new adventure. That uh, what you know, kind the- of stores did you guys buy? Um, they're they're the Amazon stores. So um, wow. what we're we're doing is picking product now to put in those stores. Yep. Yep. Um, Amazon is very difficult to actually get approved. It's very strict by their rules and how mm. things are. Package and you start off actually with a hundred cubic feet of digital storefront. So wow. you do well with that. They give you a little bit more room. You know they want to see your ratings wow. and reviews. It's all managed by Stable Storefronts for us.
1: Man, isn't that wild?
0: Yeah. Wow. So it's pretty cool.
1: That is so cool, man. Listen, I, every time I get to meet so many of you folks, and it's exciting to watch how rapidly CEO life is growing. And but I got to tell you, being able to be on the front edge and meet so many folks that are. I'm telling you, brother, guys that have created jet companies, guys that are construction, uh, folks like you that are reinventing. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see the spirit of the entrepreneur, the spirit of the reinventor. And if anybody's listened to this, people are uh, and they will be all over the world as years go on. Remember this, reinvention is a powerful, powerful thing. It's a commitment. It's scary. It's unknown. But when you reinvent yourself, you're bringing everything you've learned before and the spirit of a learner going forward. And that is a compounding gain. And so, uh, Steve, I just I, I tip my hat to your compounding gain. We're going to learn from it. Uh, we can't wait to get to know you and build a relationship with you. And I just want to say thank you for your time, brother.
0: I, I appreciate all your time, Josh. Thank you so much. Thanks, Steve.